Get ready for your weekly dose of talent strategies and tactics from industry leaders to help you attract, select, and retain your top talent. You're listening to Inside Executive Search with Steve Yakish and Scott Peterson. Inside Executive Search Podcast. My name is Steve Yakish, and this podcast is for business owners, executives, and board members seeking strategies and tactics to attract, select, and retain the very best. If you're not feeling 100% confident that you have a plan to, to attract those very best candidates, keep listening. This podcast will help you get there. That said, welcoming for the 15th time, Mr. Scott Peterson from Verseek Search. Wow, we're starting to really um, understand how to do this now with 15 <laughs> of these. We're getting better every time. Well, I, like, I would like to think so, but uh, people can rate us out there. <laughs> exactly. Well, hey, last week, as a quick recap, we talked about uh, the importance of leadership peer groups and how to effectively get the most out of your key employees by surrounding them with the, their peers. And then secondarily, uh, compensation, uh, meaning we we had the right comp package to attract them, but as you move into year two, three, and four, how do you maintain a competitive comp package to retain them? Right, exactly. Perfect. So this week, we have a couple different topics, recognition, rewards, and then a little bit of a sidebar, we're going to talk about work-life balance, right? Those are the three? Those are the three. Work-life balance will be an interesting one today. Exactly. Well, let's start uh, off with recognition, Mr. Peterson. What are the do's and don'ts and how to effectively do that for executives? Well, I think you want to make sure that you don't forget just because the executive has an attractive compensation package and and, um, stock options and some other uh, pieces that make um, taking the position attractive, um, let's not forget that uh, they're humans, and humans like to be recognized for the work that they do, for going above and beyond what might be characterized as the job duties or the mm-hmm. or the position duties. That could mean anything from, hey, I was an integral part of this huge acquisition, and you want to be recognized in front of your peers for, for doing uh, those things that are, again, above and beyond. Yeah, it's not just for staying late and giving them a golf clap as to, hey, you're working hard. That. That's not what they want, but they want recognition that their hard work is translating into impact, uh, a positive impact on the business. Right, right? And, you, and you want that recognition not only to be directly, directly to the person, mm-hmm. but you also want the people around them and the employees of the company to, to hear about it either through company newsletter, company update emails. Um, there's different ways of communicating that, whether it's, it could be a big national sales meeting um, that the company puts on or a national convention. So um, it's just not a, hey, shake one hand and another hand and say thanks for your job, although that's definitely a piece of it. Mm-hmm. You want them to recognize in front of their peers and, and, and the people that work for them. Yeah, and I think it's important to even get that recognition from one layer above your boss, meaning if, if I'm the CEO and I brought in a really strong CFO, um, I, as his you know, boss um, can say, hey, you did a great job on this. Hey, thanks for streamlining this. It's really having an impact. But me as a CEO, I'm, I'm going to the ownership or the board of directors 
and asking them to recognize as well, correct? Right. You want it, you want to you want it to be recognized at all ch- all channels of the organization, so to speak. And um, it's the same way if the CEO sees somebody that reports to the CFO doing something extraordinary. CEO obviously can seek that person seek out. that person out, recognize them for a job well done on again whatever topic it might uh, might have been. Yeah. Well, and I think too just remember all the different you know mediums you can use, like you alluded to earlier. I mean, you can put something in a company-wide newsletter, you can send a specific email to that person or company-wide, you can you know, verbalize it in a all-company meeting. There's lots of ways you can do it, yeah. and each person probably is uh, receptive in different mediums. Right, and, and I know at our company here at Versique, we do that as a, as a group every month, uh, mm-hmm. peer group res- rec- recognition. Um, we also do it in a company newsletter. But then there's that walking by the desk, um, congratulating somebody for a job well done. So Perfect. Anything else on recognition? Or does that cover it? I think that's pretty good. It gives okay. general kind of guidelines on yep. that. So just don't forget to recognize your executives at the whatever right. medium you use, right, and when you do it. All right, let's talk about rewards. So set aside, you know, the kind of compensation. We've already addressed that, not only to attract them, but as a retention. But what are some other rewards that can be meaningful and, and make an impact for executives? Well, and, and again, this this takes a, a bunch of different flavors. It can mean something as, as, uh, as small as a congratulations uh, card on the desk mm-hmm. to, um, hey, you know what? We're gonna we're gonna reward you some additional stock options in the company's stock, um, you know, as a as a an additional incentive for you know what we really appreciate what you've done. Let's make sure we keep doing that, right? And keep something keep, that's not in their comp package. Right. It's, it's a surprise. It's yeah, out it's of the sur- blue. It should be really considered a reward is something that someone doesn't expect, mm-hmm. um, but receives it in a very genuine way of. Uh, again, as a thank you and recognition of something that they've, they've done and done really well. Again, whether that's, hey, they took on the leadership of a business unit that was struggling and they turned it around. And for that, here's what we're going to do for you. Yeah. Or I've heard anywhere from, you know, buying that executive or, you know, a weekend getaway at a you know resort or, you know, even just, you know, taking the executive and his or her spouse <coughs> uh, out to dinner you know, and just having good conversation. I mean, yeah. it doesn't have to be super, you know, expensive. It's more about, you know, the recognition, like we said, but yeah. and don't monetizing forget, and don't it forget that bit. recognition of, of that executive um, might mean that they're sacrificing family time. So including the spouse on a trip, um, mm-hmm. thanks them for allowing um, and to be part of that, um, of that, that, you know, um, the ability for them to do it, right? The yeah. support on the home front, whether whether it's, again, husband or wife doesn't matter, mm-hmm. but the ability for them to say, hey, we want to recognize you, Steve, for a job well done, but you need to take your spouse with you because she supported you when you were able to travel around the country for two straight months doing the project we needed you to do, exactly. that kind of thing. So. Yeah, and I think it goes a long way to say, hey, you know what, take your spouse, make sure you say thank you, and for that, we have... You know, if it was for you as an example, take your wife and here's a three-hour spa package specifically yes. for her. And, oh, by the way, we know she likes this wine, so we bought this. You make it specific for right. that significant <clears throat> other spouse. Find out what what that um, person likes and what they're yeah. – um, and it, it just really makes it much more personal. personal. Yeah. Um, 
um, and, and really um, adds a lot of value to, to uh, what you're rewarding. Yeah. So that being said, good segue into work-life balance. You know, you work two hours or two months straight traveling around the country to close this acquisition or do the road show or whatever it might be, right? Um, at some point, though, you're, you're going to burn your executive out. And, you know, candidly, you, something you should look at your entire employee base. But how about work-life balance specifically at the executive ranks? Yeah, I think, I think what we want to make sure that companies are thinking about is executives are being asked to do more with less every day. Um, and so um, as we give different benefits and different flexibility to um, the, the staff at the company, hey, we're going to work half-day Fridays on Fridays as recognition that the summers are short, depending on where you live in the country. Sure. Uh, like us in Minnesota, our summers are about three months long, so having Friday half days is a, is a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so don't forget your executives are, are you know, really working uh, around the clock in some cases um, to make sure that they're, in, they're, they're okay with taking off and playing golf one afternoon. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, set those expectations that the executives have that same flexibility, um, albeit they have a lot, a lot of uh, you know responsibility. I, I don't think we we do a good enough job across the board in executive ranks of promoting yeah. that. Um, we give it to our employees, but then they don't mm-hmm. take it themselves. And so again, we want to watch that burnout. We want to watch that that fatigue, yep. uh, if you will, from from that that kind of organization. Yeah, and I think it's you know to even be proactive if if. You know, every company is going to have kind of their philosophy on work-life balance, but you got an executive, and let's use your, you know, your example. They were on the road for ten days straight doing some road show. Um, you know, reach out to that executive and say, you know what, just work from home the next two days. You know, you've earned it. Thanks. Right. Um, you know, get your stuff done, but you know, go go play around a golf on me. You know, or something like that. Right. Yeah, it kind of goes into the rewards component too. Yeah. But it's it's just again recognizing. Um, that the executives typically don't have work-life balance in a yeah. lot of cases in a lot of companies. Um, and so, again, if we're promoting it for our employees as a whole, mm-hmm. as a good thing, yeah. why isn't it a good thing for our executives? Yeah. How about, you know, um, executives that have, you know, kids in sports in high school or youth sports um, or, you know, they're involved in whatever activities they are, Um what recommendations do you give to you know boards or business owners, CEOs to say, you know what, go and what's the importance of attending those things and how do you balance that? Well, I think it's critical that the executives know they can go do that mm-hmm. um, because I believe at the end of the day, the executives know what they're responsible for and what they need to deliver uh, in terms of, of work product um, and or projects, whatever they might be working on. Mm-hmm. And so... Just because they leave at three o'clock to go to a track and field meet doesn't mean they're not coming back um, and finishing what they needed to or they're working from home until 10 o'clock that night. So I think, again, building that flexibility, the expectation of, hey, just because I'm walking out the door at three doesn't mean I'm not getting my work done. It just gets back to that that. Um, flexibility in today's lifestyles mm-hmm. um, and I think all too often um, and companies are getting better at this that the executive whoever that is in the family husband or wife mm-hmm. um, t- 
tends to miss all those kids events and the next thing you know they're 18 years old they're off to college and you don't even know who your kids are yeah so i'm a big believer that companies can bake that into the organization and can make it work yeah i've, I've even a, a company i got a ton of respect for they have a corporate policy that their entire executive leadership team they are not allowed to send an email um, or respond to an email after 6 30. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it. That's unique. Yeah, I mean, so some companies have really done, you know, you know, something more aggressive like that. Can you imagine the executives at 635 looking at their email <laughs> inbox? Yeah, exactly. And but they, they literally. want to respond and they can't. And they I don't want to say they get disciplined if they yeah. do, but they'll get called out in a meeting saying, listen, don't do it. Yeah, we've got a, we've got a philosophy of work-life yeah. balance, right? Yeah. So, all right. Well, that'll wrap up uh, this podcast. Um, and next week, we'll be talking about communication, um, specifically ongoing feedback to your executive team. And then we'll also dive into kind of onboarding um, from a, you know, a retention standpoint, meaning 30, 60, 90 days in, three, six, 12 months in. How do you provide, um, you know, a game plan so they feel like they're you know, um, you almost think of that as keeping them on board. Yeah, keeping them on board. Absolutely. Right? Yeah. So we'll dive into that one uh, next week. But in the interim, if you need to get a hold of Mr. Peterson, look him up on Verseek.com or seek him out on LinkedIn. And as always, you can uh, subscribe to our podcast on most of the major podcast channels, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, iHeart, iHeart Media, iHeart Radio. One of those. Which one is it, Taylor? Radio. iHeartRadio. Um, so we'll uh, we'll talk to everybody next week, and uh, we'll see you soon, Mr. Right, Peterson. We'll sign off for this week. All right, officially signing off. <laughs>